0: This year's president trophy winning team Colorado won a tiebreaker to Vegas having the same point total in the regular season to win the president's trophy. These teams aren't built the same nor do they play the same but one thing is true of both. They are exceptionally good teams built to be able to win the Stanley Cup. Only one of them will make the final four. This series however could be better than the actual Stanley Cup finals end up being as both teams would be excellent cup final choices. Welcome to Central Division Hockey, the podcast and the Colorado versus Vegas NHL West Division final playoff preview podcast. If I say I just saw the West Division matchup I most wanted to see in Vegas versus Minnesota and that it went the distance, I do know that most people have wanted to actually see Colorado versus Vegas for the West Division final. Those people had their wish granted. Let's look at this matchup. The setup is like the first-round preview podcasts were, for those of you that listen to those. Each section is a breakdown comparison positionally of the teams to each other to provide an overall look. I will go from the goaltending out, as any NHL team that wins the modern-day Stanley Cup has great goaltending to do it. The regular season overall tail-to-tape First in the West Division, Colorado, 732 point percentage, 39, 13, and 4. 56 games played, 82 points, 197 goals for, 133 goals against, a plus 64 goal differential. They were 8-2-0 in their last 10 with a five-game win streak heading into the playoffs. Round 1 versus St. Louis, they swept four games to none. 20 goals for, 7 goals against, a plus 13 goal differential, 6 empty net goals. By comparison, second in the West vegas same point percentage 7 40 14 and 2 56 games played 82 points 191 goals for 124 goals against for a plus 67 goal differential they were 7 3 and 0 in their last 10 with a one game win streak going into the playoffs round one versus minnesota they won four games to three in seven games 20 goals for 13 goals against a plus 7 goal differential with three empty net goals in that series both Colorado and Vegas had the best goal differentials in the regular season and also scored 20 goals respectively in their first round series of course Colorado had three additional empty net goals the tail of the tape to me just shows just how competitively close both these teams are to each other the goaltending matchup, the expected starters, Colorado-Philip Grubauer. Playoffs, a 1.75 goals against average, a 9.36 save percentage, no shutouts, four wins, no losses, seven goals against, 103 saves. Vegas goalie Mark andre Florey, 1.77 goals against average, a 9.31 save percentage, four and three win-loss record, one shutout, 12 goals against, 161 saves. We will mention the backups for the teams and their regular season stats colorado's jonas johansson a 2.06 goals against average a 913 save percentage one shutout a 5-1-1 one, one mark as well colorado has devin dubnik a 3.26 goals against average a point eight eight six a percentage zero shutouts three two and oh colorado's backup marks are once those players became members of the Colorado team, they do not include their stats earlier in the season from San Jose and Buffalo. Vegas back up Robin Leonard two point two nine goals against average, nine one three say percentage, one shutout, thirteen four and two mark. Grubauer and Fleury, of course, played all the games in the first round series for their respective teams. And if the starters play the entire series, I don't believe there is an advantage for either team here. For Colorado goalie Philip Grubauer, he's the Colorado team's MVP, and the success Colorado had in winning the President's Trophy doesn't happen without him in net. Colorado's playoff success, to me, also won't happen without him. Likewise, Vegas tying Colorado in points in the regular season was on the back of of a standout campaign from Marc-Andre Fleury, while Robin Leonard missed time due to injury. The difference is down the stretch, Vegas alternated starts with their tandem, and to me that allowed Fleury to be more rested, at least heading into the playoffs. Both Grubauer and Fleury's goals against average were lower as the playoffs' first-round series show, and their respective save percentages went up in the first round of the playoffs. They almost look like mirror images of each other, but here's a positive and a negative take on those stats. Grubauer's sweep allowed him to be fully rested for this upcoming series while Fleury went to the limit to get past Minnesota in round one. In that sense, that's an advantage to Grubauer. Fleury, however, faced a much tougher first-round opponent, and that means his stats really reflect the level he will perform at versus a Colorado team that compares better to a Minnesota team than a Vegas team that is way better than St. Louis was. Well Grubauer's numbers could then potentially drop because Vegas is a way better team than Grubauer faced in Colorado's four game sweep of St. Louis. You might say then the advantage is to Flurry. To me, the only true advantage in the series in that is if the starters don't make it through the series. Vegas has a backup. And he's not really a backup but a starter Robin Leonard, and they have a legit goalie to go to if Flurry runs into trouble, and that might be the case because of the first round workload Flurry faced. Colorado, I would want to turn to Jonas Johansson if Grubauer were chased or couldn't go, not Devin Dubnik. To me, Vegas can win a series with either Flurry or Leonard or a combo of them. You can't say that about Colorado. Johansson, to me, can win a couple of games in a series. I'm telling you, I wouldn't even say Dubnik could do that against this Vegas team. The Goys won't face the kind of shot totals Colorado and Vegas put up offensively in their first round matchups either. Both teams are way better defensively. And so the shot on goal totals, I do see a reduction in the volume for both Vegas and Colorado. They simply can't maintain those numbers against each other. The key goalie matchup, can Vegas find a way to chase Colorado goalie Philip Grubauer to get an edge in the goaltending matchup that otherwise isn't there between the expected starters? Moving on to the defense. If the Minnesota-Vegas series taught me anything about Vegas' defensive group, it's collectively better than I gave it credit for going into that series, and I didn't think it wasn't a solid group going into that series either. The respective teams' goal differential from the regular season and round one of this year's playoffs show they know how to play defense, and they both play a good transition game and generate chances off the rush. That started from good defensive zone exits and not getting stuck in their defensive zone, respectively, either. That's going to matter in the series. Both teams are excellent at not getting trapped into their own zone. So, if there is a decided advantage, sure, there is one. It's probably whichever D group plays better that has the advantage. To predict who that will be is pretty hard to do, but let's give you some insight. Take each team's top pair, Colorado's Kale McCarr and Devin Taves, and Vegas's Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. You have to just be picking what pair was better based on the team you like more, I would think. If you think of the game within the game, these D-men will be tasked more so with stopping the other team's top forwards, not even going head to head against each other but it shows both teams balance in their top pair colorado's macar and vegas's theodore should be the two to add to their team's offense production macar had a goal two assists in four games played versus st louis while theodore was quiet with two assists in the seven game series versus minnesota the shutdown guys defensively are Colorado's Taves and Vegas's Petro, but they also can contribute offensively. If either top pair can do that while still maintaining better defensive zone play, well, that's going to go a long way to helping their team win the series. However, the second pair, Colorado's Sam Gerard and Ryan Graves, also match up well against Vegas' Alex Martinez and Braden McNabb. For Vegas, McNabb's availability is still not confirmed, but if he becomes available, that's each team's top four. Colorado's bottom pair in the St. Louis series was Patrick Nemeth and Connor Timmins. Nemeth is built for the type of game Vegas will bring. Timmons, if he isn't performing, could be replaced by Jacob McDonald or rookie Boehm Byram. However, Byram is the most dynamic. He still is in his development, and this series might not be to his skill set because of the physicality if Vegas tries to push the physicality vegas has zach whitecloud who as the series versus minnesota seemed to emerge as the guy getting closer to the top four minutes in McNabb's absence yet it was bottom pair nick holden's insertion that through five games played had holden finish with the most points of any defenseman in the vegas minnesota series nicholas hagg scored one goal in the five games he played that's the likely top six, with one having to come out if and when McNabb returns. The other option, if Vegas wants skill versus physicality, would be Dylan Coghlan, as this series versus Colorado shouldn't be as heavy physically as the Minnesota series was. From an adding to the offense from the defense standpoint, both teams have the collective ability to do this. Colorado's addition of Taves and Nemeth over this past off-season and the trade deadline give them skill and size that colorado should be able to more than handle the type of more physical series the forward group from vegas will bring them again i think all this really comes down to is whose defensive group plays better defensively while adding offense the two key defensive matchups: Colorado's Kale McCarr versus Vegas's Shea Theodore. The thing to watch is the offensive contribution while playing good defensively. If one of these two have a big series while the other doesn't that has the ability to tilt an advantage in the series to their respective teams. Both were quiet in their first-round series. They are both way too talented to see that trend continue. This is the matchup to watch, as both these guys are capable of having a big series, and if only one of them does, that could tilt the ice as to who wins. Colorado's Devin Taves versus Vegas' Alex Petrangelo. While the focus is on Theodore and McCar you would be good to pay attention to Colorado's offseason trade masterpiece to the team's success puzzle, Devin Taves, and former St. Louis Stanley Cup winner, Alex Petrangelo, for Vegas. As far as two-way elite-level guys, they deserve as much of the attention as the first two we talked about, even though they won't put up as many points as Makar and Theodore. The thing is, it is absolutely possible for one of the these two guys to have a monster series too they are that good as well how good will this series be well colorado sam gerard and vegas's alex martinez value to their teams is as valuable to each team's top four and they kind of deserve to be a matchup but i was only supposed to be doing two per defense and forward groupings that said gerard is a talented puck mover and martinez led the vegas d in regular season goals they are also players that are difference makers on their team's power play. Gerard is a setup guy for many goals for Colorado's power play. He's the one making the no-look passes before Tave's one-time point blast go in on Colorado's second unit. Meanwhile, if you watch Vegas enough, you know Martinez's one-timer from the dot on Vegas' power play is difficult, if not next to impossible, to stop. If you do see Vegas a lot of times... If he doesn't score the first time, it goes around the horn, and Martinez's next one is in the net short side. Colorado's Ryan Graves will be a physical presence, and he also can add offense from a defensive standpoint. In fact, he led Colorado in points in their series versus St. Louis amongst Colorado defensemen. If McNabb isn't available, Vegas will lean more so, I think, on Zach Whitecloud. And he's a good defenseman. And the more you watch him, the more you're going to appreciate him, Colorado fans. With McNabb healthy, Whitecloud is a great bottom piece for the Vegas defenseman. And the one I can see playing a bigger role in McNabb's absence. Holden, in five games played, had the most points in the first round series versus Minnesota of any Vegas defenseman. This Vegas defense is done by committee and there's not really a weak part in it. Graves led Colorado Demon in points like I said, trade deadline acquisition Patrick Nemeth on Colorado's bottom pair with Connor Timmins or possibly rookie Bowen Byram will also need to play good. Nemeth's size and penalty kill skills are really a value for Colorado against a deep Vegas team. Byram, who missed the first round, could if he plays make an impact as a really good offensively talented defenseman but a good series by Connor Timmins if he plays instead would mean there really isn't an opportunity for Byram to find his way into the Colorado lineup if anyone on either defenses groups goes down to injury both teams I believe can manage I believe with one loss from their back end and that's what Vegas without McNabb is starting this series in those conditions with If it's two guys from either team's D group, and especially out of the top four, that could then tilt the defensive groups in favor of one team over the other. Again, like the goalies, it is simply what group collectively has a better series and what demon of the two very best built defensive groups in the NHL finds a way to outperform the other, if it's even possible. Here's some team defense metrics to keep in mind block shots and again this is forward and defense colorado averaged 15.5 per game and with fewer shots on goal had as many block shots as st louis in their four game series sweep vegas averaged 16.3 per game in the seven game series versus minnesota both colorado and vegas averaged more shots on goal that number will drop for both teams because they both play better defense and they both can have the puck at the same time. And the block shots will be key to both teams having success. Vegas is the more physical of the teams, and look for them to try and get an advantage in this part of the game. Colorado averaged 16.5 and Vegas 42.3 per game hits in the series. Colorado won't have the kind of puck possession they did against Vegas. But I think that they can increase the hits they make in a more physically played series. Colorado can play physical. Vegas hit total, by comparison, I think will drop because, again, they're going to be having the puck, so they won't be hitting when they do. I could see that average be around 20 something for Colorado per game, while more in the high 30s per game for Vegas. While Vegas has the makeup to be more physical Colorado isn't going to be pushed around they with Taves Nemeth Saad, Soderberg, Soderbergh Nishnushkin Rantanen and the rest of the top line do have size to go up against Petro Hag, Reeves Tuck and Stone to give you a highlight of thinking Colorado won't match up in the physical game isn't something you should be thinking is going to happen Colorado are better built this year for playing against Vegas. That's a good segue to the forwards and a skill game up front. The offense. As I said last series, Colorado is the only team with a 30-goal score in Miko Rantanen. His linemates, Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog, had 20 each. For the West Division, Colorado is the only one with a trio that's production is as hard to match as that top line. Against St. Louis, taking out the empty net goals all of that trio had six points in the four game sweep and combined for six goals minus the empty net goals vegas getting max patch ready to play with mark stone and chandler stevenson is a big deal for them stone is just better with patch ready on his other wing stone still had three goals taking out his empty net goal in the seven game series with minnesota patch ready only played one game he just happened to score what turned out to be the game winning goal in the game. He did play Stevenson led Vegas with five assists in the series versus Minnesota, the best assist total amongst all the players. Simply, they can all have an increase in production with patch ready back that will be needed to compete with Colorado's top line production. Colorado is still without Nazem Qadri due to suspension. It's under appeal, but, but I actually haven't heard anything about when a ruling's coming down since. As it stands, if it stayed at its current eight-game suspension, and we can't assume that, it could go higher, it could go lower. But it would be game seven if it stayed at the eight games. He's served two from the last series, and that's when he would soonest be allowed to play again. And that really means the series has to go to distance for that to be the case. That's not a guarantee. Brandon Sod was impactful for Colorado versus St. Louis, even in Cadre's absence. Sod having another big series will be needed, and of course, his cup experience is a nice prerequisite to have. Andre Burakowski for Colorado was quiet, but he is a goal scorer, and Colorado is going to need offense from him in this series and whomever plays center with these two. That could be JT Confer. it could also be Tyson Jose, or. We shouldn't even rule out rookie Alex Newhook of Colorado's available options. Colorado will be able to play four lines in Cadre's absence, and the second-line scoring is needed in this series. The reason for that is Vegas's Alex Tuck was tied with Stone with three goals, if you exclude Stone's empty net goal, for the Vegas team lead versus Minnesota. However, Vegas's second line really is William Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan show. They all scored a goal versus Minnesota, but they are all threats and able to score more. That makes Tuck play with Matthias Janmark, who had the big Game 7 hat-trick, but two goals for the series if you take out his empty net goal, and Nicholas Waugh, who also had a goal and an empty net goal for his two in the series. That line production is one thing that St. Louis didn't have against Colorado that Vegas absolutely will have. That's why Colorado's second-line production added to the top line really needs to be there. Jonas Donskoy and defensive-minded Valerie Nishnushkin on the third line with one of the players that doesn't play second-line line center that i listed earlier of the available options have to be able to contribute here too Donskoy had a good series versus st louis nishnushkin quietly did as well i mean his strength is his defensive game but he also has size which will be valuable against vegas if we take this from a top nine comparison i don't think you give either team an edge other than the fact that colorado's top line production is hard to make up playing against them when colorado gets secondary scoring that they are able to that's why st louis exited so quickly both of those reasons they couldn't match the colorado top line goal production with their whole lineup never mind find somewhere else to have an advantage to bridge that top line production however Vegas does have a top-nine forward group that absolutely can do this collectively. In fact, in their series with Minnesota, it seemed as though Vegas outscored Minnesota by committee of a team that basically was known for scoring by committee. That's why Colorado needs secondary, second-lined, whatever term you want to call it, scoring in addition to the top line to be able to win this series. We have to talk about the physical game. Of Vegas. Ryan Reeves, Will Carrier, and Keegan Kolsar is something Vegas have that most teams don't have. A fourth line that wears down the opposition, gets the cycle game going, and is just damn tough to play against. Vegas coach Peter DeBoer often plays this line to start the game to set a physical tone against who Vegas is up against. Don't expect that to change in this series against Colorado. Colorado adding. Charles Soderbergh to play on the fourth line with P.E. Balmar is a good thing to have. The third wing option for this series could be Liam O'Brien to try and match that Vegas physicality. O'Brien didn't play in round one. However, even with Cadre's suspension, that would take out, for example, rookie Newhook out of the lineup to be able to put him in. Who are missing for Colorado? That would be fourth-line options because of injury are Matt Calvert and Logan O'Connor, who both fit on the fourth line. That Soderberg and Belmar are still there shows Colorado's depth. Who plays with them is something Coach Pennar can adjust. For example, it could be Confer or Jost, while Newhook is between Donskoy and Nishnuskin, The lines for Colorado aren't set in stone. The thing with bringing the grit O'Brien adds for the fourth line, it means of the working 12 forwards Colorado has in the lineup one would have to come out the 12 that dressed after Caudry's suspension only changed with Soderberg coming into and onto the fourth line Belmar can play center like Soderbergh does so maybe it would be Soderberg out for O'Brien and then don't you think you'd rather just keep Soderberg in the lineup and keep Newhook as well. Soderberg can match Vegas' fourth-line size, Belmar is as tough as nails to play against, and Newhook's offensive skill set as a developing prospect actually has more value than having O'Brien in for his physicality. Colorado has size in its forward group to match against Vegas. They don't have anyone like Ryan Reeves, but, well, no team has that except for the team that has Ryan Reeves. Both teams are four lines deep otherwise. For Vegas, they have to contribute more off of their cycle game. I just don't think against Colorado they will be able to generate off the rush the way they did versus Minnesota. Comparatively, Vegas won't want to allow Colorado to do that either. So I think tying up the neutral zones and both teams are going to be forced to get offensive zone time primarily off their forecheck and cycle game. Both teams can do this, so it's a matter of what team does it better. For Colorado, Minnesota had success net front on Vegas and going to the net. I think the Colorado net front presence and pressure is going to be a way for Colorado to have success in this series versus Vegas as well. Landeskog net front deflection goals would be a prime example, but others on Colorado such as Saad, Donskoy, and others getting to the net and taking advantage of it like Minnesota did will generate Colorado offense. Vegas in the offensive zone will try to do this as well. I just feel it was a rare area where Minnesota showed Vegas wasn't as strong defending against strong net front presence in their own zone. Key offensive matchups, Colorado's top line versus Vegas' top line. This is supposed to be a player versus player section, but after the collective work of Colorado's top line of McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, in the first round and what i just said about net front opportunities i wouldn't be surprised if this round Landeskog ended up with the most goals while the colorado trio matched each other in points as they seemingly always do vegas has to contain this top line not one of them three of them and or generate the same type of goal production to make that awash in the matchup if we see a top line head-to-head that has patch stone and stevenson against colorado's top line that's going to be a treat to watch vegas top line is good as well and they can score can they outscore colorado's top line well they have to limit colorado's top line goal production to be able to do that but It is possible, but how that top-line matchup goes is going to go a long way to understanding who wins this series. The second matchup, forward, Colorado's Brandon Saad versus Vegas' Alex Tuck. I'm putting these two here opposite of each other as key dynamic wingers for their teams that both have an ability to elevate their games in the postseason, both had good first-round series, and can add offense for their teams, and they both are part of the secondary scoring each of their teams will need to win because of the teams matching up and balancing against each other so well this is a type of series to me that is tailor-made for skilled forwards with size who both drive to the net and are a handful net front these are the two best ones not on the first line for their respective teams I think they both can have good series. Can one have a better one comparatively? That's why I'll be watching Saad and Tuck to see how they do. Additionally, Vegas needs goals from their second line, William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault, and Riley Smith to win. Colorado, conversely, getting goals from Andre Burakoski, Jonas Donskoy, JT Comfer in secondary scoring will really put pressure on Vegas to have to press to find more in their lineup. Every one of those players is capable of scoring goals. I would add either team playing with the lead more than the other is an advantage. These teams play better when they have the lead and they're used to playing with the lead than they are playing from behind. Special teams, Colorado 22.7% on the power play, 83.1% on the penalty kill. Vegas was 11.8% on the power play and 77.8% on the penalty kill. Both Colorado and Vegas scored a shorthanded goal in their respective series. Vegas won't want to give Colorado power play opportunities. Meanwhile, Vegas with Pacioretty returning will probably make Vegas' power play better than those first round numbers suggest it is. Colorado does, even with Pacioretty back, have an advantage on the power play. They've got two great power play units. And it was at a good clip during the regular season, and it seems to have maintained that mark at least through the first round of the playoffs. The thing is, Vegas takes fewer penalties, or should I say, Vegas was called for less infractions to spend less time in the sin bin. If Vegas doesn't, and as I expect, is called less reflective of the actual infractions during the play as they were in the Minnesota series, Colorado won't be able to make the special teams an advantage as much as they would like to however if Vegas is called more reflective of their actual play then Colorado could make special teams an advantage for them if you're a Colorado fan to me just don't expect to be getting those calls against Vegas the coaches Colorado's Jared Bednar Vegas's Peter DeBoer Vegas's Peter DeBoer has the playoff experience nod here Colorado's Jared Benner led his group to the President's Trophy this year, but it is with the same point total as Vegas, we should remember. To me, if there's an advantage to be had, these two coaches will be looking to find it for sure. They're both great coaches. The coaches' line adjustments in the matchups is something to watch and see if either of the coaches can find an edge here. These are well based on the regular season points and arguably the two best teams playing against each other, right? So the coaching of these teams is very good and i'm not sure it's an advantage to either of them but both coaches are good enough that they may be able to find one which one does head-to-head colorado was four three and one versus vegas vegas was four four and oh versus colorado in the head-to-head eight games this season simply vegas won a game in extra time to explain why the records don't look identical quick look at the injuries as i mentioned forwards logan o'connor matt calvert for Colorado, Nazem Qadri still under suspension. And we should mention Eric Johnson, defenseman, and Pavel Francouz, the goaltender, have been on long-term injury reserve for Colorado. For Vegas, Braden McNabb is on the COVID-related protocol absence list. On defense, Thomas Nosek, a bottom six forward, is out, undisclosed injury. As well, Peyton Krebs, who's a rookie winger, is also out because of a jaw injury. Final thoughts and prediction. This is the series most of you all wanted to see for the West Division Final. And it will be good. To me, there are four true Cup favorites left. Only two of those teams will remain when the NHL gets to its Final Four. The reason Colorado and Vegas play each other while Carolina and Tampa Bay play each other. The very likely NHL Final probably involves two of those four teams. However, picking who wins the respective division series is as difficult as picking a winner if the winning teams do meet in the finals. These are big series and probably going to be the two to watch of the division finals. But any prediction for a Colorado Vegas series can be right no matter who you take or how many games. Everything's possible here. Vegas or Colorado can win this series. And the same could be said of Carolina versus Tampa Bay. It's simply too close to call. You're just going to have to watch, and then we'll all find out together. I like Colorado's chances this year. It's, after all and said and done, a hunch more than anything else, as this preview shows how well the teams match up in this Colorado versus Vegas West Division Final. Prediction, Colorado in six.